What was your impressions of the offense on day one and how did they look first day of camp team? Well, I'm going to say what everybody always says. You've got to watch more film and see it. But uh, uh, my my general feel from, from practice just coming out off of it is that uh, I really like how the players work during the offseason. And uh, they took uh, care of themselves, got themselves ready. I mean, you can see that they look like they're in shape and they run well. And uh, I kind of like the way that they've performed with the PRPs. Things are a lot clean, cleaner than I've seen, but still have a lot of work to do, a lot more install, a lot of things to go with. Offensively, defensively, special teams. I was, I was really pleased with day one practice, mostly because I'm, for me as a head coach, I'm, I'm gauging it on effort and um, you know the how clean things are run. I'm not looking at, at who's making what plays. I'll, I'll do that right now after we're done here. But uh, for the most part, really, really excited about what I saw today. Well, I don't know the details of it all, but I know that we're working. I mean, it's really important for us to get on the field, and, and uh, we've done a great job as a program and as a department working with our sports medicine department last year to get on the field, and we're continuing to do that now. Uh, I'm not going to go into the details of it all. I just know that it's important to educate our players and to work well with our sports medicine department in order to get our guys on the field and, and uh, keep the community safe. So that's, that's what we're committed to do, and a lot of that has to do with education and uh, letting them know what's happening daily in, in concerns with COVID and the Delta variant, things like that. With education, have, have, as the program, have you guys brought in medical experts maybe to educate the players in regards to the, the vaccine? Yeah, and we've been communicating really well with them from the sports medicine department, but also uh, from our, um, you know, from our administration, from Tom all the way down. And I think it's important to educate the players, but also the staff. And so it's been, it's gone really well. What about your coaching staff vaccination rate? Will you share that with us? No, I'm not going to share that. I, 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 it's the same thing. The coaches need the education just like the players do. All, all of us do, right? So um, that's more a question for Tom Homo, and I know it's really important. I'm, I'm concerned about the well-being of everyone, and so, uh, but that's not my expertise. My expertise is to try to get these guys in the position to try to get to the game, you know, and that means... Uh, looking at the protocols and policies and working with the people that, that are, are in charge and that have the expertise in that in that field. What makes a, a good day one uh, practice to start things off? What, what do you feel was some highlights? Well, for me, it's to see what they did in the offseason and how it paid off. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of big plays made today, but uh, I needed to see you know, certain guys, if they got bigger, you know, and uh, they got stronger, and for a lot of others, if they got healthy, and so um, that was nice for me, encouraging to see the amount of guys that are out there making plays and uh, the camaraderie and the connection that our players have with each other. Was there any sort of energy shift knowing that you guys do actually have an opponent for Game One in this Day One football camp? Yeah, we've had we have had a. I mean, I don't think uh, we're lacking energy in, on our on our sideline or on our team. And it always helps to have the players that uh, they just love football. They've been looking forward to this day for a long time, you know. And so you're right. Just have, I think having the uh, goal that we know that we're going to be playing somewhere uh, September 4th. We're going to be playing against, in Vegas against Arizona. Um, that, that's, a, that's a good – last year we were concerned about if we were going to be playing or who, right. And so now um, it's kind of going back to being – things back to normal. Um, but I just – I don't think this team, and I don't think I, I can probably speak for everyone, and 
in general. I don't think there's a lot of the, the pandemic was really hard, but I don't think we're going to take a lot of things for granted anymore. I think this is a, a new shift in, in how we conduct our lives and, and, and how we live it. Talking to a couple of your players, it, it seemed like they were really eager to build on what you guys did last year. Do you, do you sense kind of that eagerness to, to progress and build on last year from what you're seeing on the practice field and what you're seeing off of the practice field? Yeah, and I, I think yes, you said they're eager to do it. I think they're yeah, they're anxious. They want to get out there. They want to. I mean, you can see what, what how much could take place in a year, an improvement. I mean, Zach went from really not being known in in the football world to the second pick in the NFL draft and starting quarterback right now. So um, that's exciting that these guys know him and they've been here with him for the last few years and seen the progress that he's made and. They've seen the commitment that he's had, especially in the last year. And so a lot of them are, are understanding that it could be done. And so that, that's, that's something that's encouraging to them. They can see what happened with Dax and others. And so the, I think there's, a, this, there's eagerness to be the, the next one up. So, so was there anyone at practice today that you felt made a big jump that you weren't really expecting over the offseason? Uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna, I, I don't know if I can name one. Ryan Rico booted the crap out of the ball today, a lot. So, but I hope to never see him on the field. <laughs> had a lot of position battles uh, beyond, beyond just simply the quarterback spot. Uh, in practices without pads, how much can really be gained from in, in determining those battles in these practices before the pads go on? Yeah, I mean, the guys had to learn how to work together and work against each other. Um, and, and when we don't have the pads on yet, but. Uh, there's there's plenty of f the physical part of the game is still I mean they, they they're still really physical they just don't have the shoulder pads on to really help or even get more physical and aggressive but uh, the guys are still banging bodies they're still competing you, you can't tell the difference between a, a DB and a receiver playing one on one and in coverage whether they have pads on or not they're still going live and so you're still seeing a lot of the competitive elements to it um, I I just like that that our, our guys can learn how to be physical but also be smart and know how to take care of each other. And that's NFL teams are doing it too. We have to learn how to how to work together and how to how to practice together. And that means um, knowing when to hold off and when to go uh, you know, with the tempo, when when, when we can be uh, hundred percent aggressive and physical. I'm curious when it comes to the BYU football program, your guys' identity over the last couple seasons, several seasons, has been leadership. And for you, what do you expect out of your veterans this year uh, to kind of embrace that leadership identity that you guys have always had? Yeah, I, well, it's just, I think I think for me, it's allowing the players an opportunity to lead. And I think, uh, you know, you don't have to earn um, a starting spot to be a leader. You just have to be willing to lead by example or, uh, stand up for what's what's right, and then defend the culture that we have in this team, and 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 don't mind correcting it. And so I, I've I've felt really good collaborating with the players and and allowing them to feel ownership in this program. I think uh, with guidance, I mean that that's my job is to help them, but I want them to feel like the, I want them to feel empowered and and want them to find ways and innovative ways to get better as a program, and that means giving them opportunities to lead. I I. I, I I know people vote on captains and things like that, but I want to have everyone on our team feel like they can be leaders. We have a bunch of guys on our roster that were captains their high school teams, you know, so I think they're all used to being leaders. I think it, it, there's, there's two parts of being a leader is 
having the, the courage to stand up and say things that are right and make corrections and, and praise others that are doing it well and then for others to be humble enough to be led. Tony, what's the status of uh, Anoka and Elia Miguel, uh, two signings for the 2021 class? Are you expecting them at some point this camp? Yeah, they're still working on some um, on some things with uh, with um, eligibility and stuff like that. So we're it's still on hold right now. And then RM is Kate Albright, Michael Daly. Are they going to be gray shirting or what's um, Kate Albright, yeah, it's it's going to be. I think he's going to start in January. Some of them. It all depends on their missions when they get home, the timing for it. Uh, so probably gray shirt. For guys like um, that are on the roster but not in camp, they're all dealing with certain things that are usually have to deal with health. So they're either getting better shape and getting healthier or a um, few of them have to deal with um, eligibility issues. So that's what it breaks down. If, if they're not here presently on the roster in practice, then they're, they're dealing with those two things. or uh, if they're not here in going to school, then they're going to gray shirt. Were there any players this offseason elevated from walk-on status to, to a scholarship? Um, yeah, there were some, but we just share, share any I'll let them share it with you guys when, when they feel the right. I'm surprised they haven't done it already in social media, but I thought you guys were going to tell me who's on scholarship. But no, I, I mean, I, if you want to get an honest answer, I wish all of them were on scholarship. That's how I really feel. And I have this, uh, this love for walk-ons because they, they sacrifice the most. They're willing to pay for it in so many different ways and, and definitely out of the pocket. So they're always going to have a special part of my heart when it comes to this football program. And I'm glad that they, you know, that they can be elevated and have opportunities. But I don't, um, we're limited in the number of scholarships, but they can participate and, and feel ownership on this team as well, even though they're walk-on. What's the uh, what's the overall message to the team? Uh, less than a month away from game one. Yeah, we just keep keep uh, promoting our culture and living it the right way, and I think that's uh, you know I, obviously we were doing some things that are different this year than last year because we have to. Um, we can't just approach the same game plan every year and hope that it's going to work. I think we're a little bit more proactive and trying to. Um, get things to work out our, our way, whether it's on offense, defense, or special teams, or off the field with what we're trying to build in our team culture. That's gonna, that's the key. Year six, I feel like you've uh, obviously learned a lot in, in the five years prior. Uh, I feel like you're hitting your stride. You have a clear vision of what you want your BYU football program to be. I'm older. Uh, I had no gray hair until I got here. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> Yeah, you guys all, you remind me how old I'm getting. No, but I, um, man, I'm just so thankful for it. You know, I, I'm really, uh, just just for everything that's happened in my life to, to get to this point. I mean, I was a BYU fan, and so I got to play here for Lavelle Edwards, and now I'm the head coach. And so I'm living a dream, and so I don't take any day for granted, and I appreciate every moment I have. And I just love, love the fans and, and love college football and love the, the role that I have in it and with these young men. So just really thankful for it. I, I've definitely, I'm not uh, immune from making mistakes and so, but I'm gonna learn from them and I'm gonna try to get better and, and, and uh, put the focus on these young men and uh, getting them to achieve their dreams. So that's that's the key. I, it's been, yeah, I'm getting older. I'd hope to get, I mean, I hope I age well, but um, I'm not sure about that one, but I'll keep working on it. I, I don't know if I changed my diet plan or anything, but. 
I told you guys, my 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 diet plan is a resurrection. So I'm just gonna keep <laughs> I'm just gonna keep going how I am right now and being happy. <laughs> since, since we last saw you at uh, Media Day, uh, NILs went into effect. Has that caused any maybe distractions in, in your workflows as the head coach of the program with uh, with with players in, involved in NIL? Yep, not in our program. No, uh, I think it's been guys are focused on on accomplishing. Uh, a lot of things, uh, their goals in regards to our football program and our team, and I'm happy that individuals are getting an opportunity to make money. Uh, I think that's a, that they have a right to do that, but uh, it's not has not been a distraction for us at all. Since you're coaching on the same field you used to be on as a player, you ever get flashbacks to the old days of two days when you walk out on a day one like this? Or yeah, I do. I have flashbacks of um, stretching underneath the shade of that that large tree. And um, no, I, I, I miss playing. I, I, yeah, I, for me, it's, it's uh, I get to drive by the stadium every day when I go to work and every night when I go home. And so just, I can't believe that I'm here and I get to do this. And so every day on that field, I feel it just, for me, it's just, I feel really honored to be there. You know what I mean? And I had a lot of memories, a lot of opportunities to grow and learn and become a better person because of this place. And so. I just want our players to have that same kind of impact in their life, and hopefully I can do for them what Lavelle did for me. Last couple questions, if you have any others. Yeah, how much of Arizona prep has the coaching staff dove into? Uh, a lot. I think we have to because it's a new staff, and they're coming from so many different places, and, and it's just trying to prep for what to, uh, what to expect, you know, and then, then anticipating things that they can do with their, with their personnel. They have some talent on their team, man. So, so I, I think we have to be ready for everything. And, um, you know, Coach Fish is going to do a good job getting them ready for that game. Well, I mean, how difficult is that, though, trying to – because that staff's been assembled for different staffs. How difficult mm-hmm. is that prep? Well, it just takes some work. But, I mean, that's – I don't think it's that hard to really – I mean, you have to – you do that and you match up the personnel and the talent that they have, and then you have to kind of anticipate what they can do and what personnel sets you're going to see. But uh, that's part of the college game, you know. And I, I don't know if they can look at last year's film and, and predict what we're going to do, you know, offensively and defensively. So we'll, that's that's part of the strategy and the fun part of college football. We'll see what happens. Kalani, I asked Aaron where uh, he's developed since his first stint as an office coordinator at Utah to where he's at now, where he's improved, where he's developed, etc. He deferred to a more more expert opinion. What what would you say? You know him well. I trust him. Yeah, he's he's uh I can I can honestly just say that this the staff and A-Rod is the one that comes to mind that no egos are involved there. And so when you have a, a man that's humble and willing to work hard, um, the sky's the limit for him. So he's a brilliant coach. Uh, obviously, he knows how to get an offense ready. He knows how to get the quarterback room ready and he's got a lot of talent there and, and uh I have a lot of confidence in what he can do and and that guy is just—he's—he's he's not against asking for help or looking for other ways to do things. And that's, for me, I—I'm I, just thankful that he's on our staff and that, that he's one of my best friends. Anything else? So we also had A. Rod mention that this is probably one of the deepest teams he's been around. How do you feel about the depth of this team currently? I want our team. I want. I want it's never going to be good enough until we have 123 starters. So. I know you can only have 11 on each phase, but I want 123 where we're like, which quarterback out of the six is going to start? That'd be great. 
right now we're, we have some positions where we look really good on whether who's going to run the ball or catch and um, you know there's a lot of a lot of good players there to go through and that's a problem I want to have all the time uh, the key is to, is to get them together and then getting uh, getting clicking well together um, so that that it becomes a machine and that we can score as many points as we can on offense and disrupt as much as we can on defense and keep being uh, an explosive uh, uh, you know great cover team on, on special teams and then return teams so that's the goal hopefully we can get done got got some work to do though